Angie has made it easier than ever to hire high-quality pros to get all your home service jobs done well. Just bring them your project online or with the Angie app, answer a few questions, and Angie will connect you with local pros who match your specific needs. Or book a service instantly at an upfront price. So join the millions of homeowners who use Angie to care for their homes and get your next home service job done well. Download the free Angie mobile app today or visit Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I dot com. Welcome back to Who's Talking. He's a world-famous chef with a restaurant empire. But on any given day, he's just as likely to be in the field directing food relief operations in devastated countries around the globe. His humanitarian efforts through his World Central Kitchen have earned him international respect, including talk of the Nobel Peace Prize. I worked a lot on this question, Alex. I deny it unto Are you always like this? Are you saying parents are wrong? Yes. Will you come back? Yes, of course I will. Jose Andres, welcome. It is so great to sit down and talk with you again. Well, thank you for having me. Well, I I was going to say it's so great, except usually the reason you and I sit and talk is because something bad is happening in the world. And, And let's talk about that, because as soon as we are done with this interview, you are headed to Florida to help people who have been hit by Hurricane Ian. In fact, you moved this interview up twice so you could get there sooner today. And and I guess the question I have is, what are you thinking right now about what you've got to do once you get on the ground in Florida? Well, usually I see myself as a one more volunteer that more and more joins the teams of Wall Central Kitchen, who they've been already four days following this tropical storm that became a hurricane. That means that we, we had teams for days just following the possible path of the possible hurricane, trying to pre-position ourselves with food, with water, with kitchens that hopefully will be able to provide food very quickly. Uh, in the last two days, we had to start moving the teams south because... The path of the hurricane, as we knew, changed, always changes. The amazing thing is that we never have a plan. We only wait and adapt. That's why today the teams are already out, uh, providing probably between 25 and 30,000 meals. This is within hours of the hurricane. So you've got that living. much on the ground in Florida right now? We always preposition. We have to preposition. Uh, people in need, they, food and water, the urgency of now is yesterday. And the more we can do before, uh, the fastest our response is, is the least we can do for the people. So we have food trucks. We, we have a helicopter. If we can use it to reach communities that will be hard to get. We have an amphibious vehicle in position in case in certain communities, the only way to access to them will be through this kind of a specialized vehicle. But at the end, it's very simple. Big problems have very simple solutions. We only do food. We do water. Right now, it's very much a boiling alert in many parts in the south uh, uh, western part of Florida. So yes, we have a lot of water preposition, like FEMA has done a very good job also preposition in water, etc. Again, you have to uh, prepare for what is to come because sometimes you may be surrounded by water in the place you are. If you don't have the food, if you don't have the water, all of a sudden you are there, but you cannot do anything. So we always 
are thinking ahead, and that's what the team of Wall Central Kitchen is doing right now. Given this disaster right now, yes, it's been in the Caribbean, but right now it's in Florida, not Haiti, not Pakistan. Uh, is it easier to get food to people or not necessarily? Well, it, it's, it's always food somewhere, and obviously the people that we will have more difficulty reaching are those people that were in the coastlines where right now, as we see, is a lot of flooding, and those are the people almost impossible to reach. People forget that water and food is something like, it seems it's an afterthought in emergencies, and what we are making sure is that what happened in Katrina at the Superdome, that we had thousands of Americans four days without food and water, is something will never happen again. That's why being ready and never planning, but adapting is what makes you win the day. If we need to use food trucks, we'll use food trucks. Even we were trying to um, open the stadium of the Tampa Buccaneers. I was talking to the owner who he was very helpful. What happens is that at the end, the hurricane moved much way south. Well, Tampa uh, is way too far away for us to provide quick relief. So you see, we keep adapting and we think about things that people will say, you're crazy, but that's the only way to do it. As we sit here today, World Central Kitchen, your organization, is feeding people in how many countries and how many meals will you serve today? I don't, I don't follow, as I told you, I'm a volunteer. I don't follow even, I'm passionate by it, the, the, the detail. But we are an organization itself that has less than 80 people. But this is what we do. We believe that locals have the solution in their hands. We show up with a group, sometimes a small, of World Central Kitchen, like happened in Ukraine. And because we are supported by locals, we are able to exponentially grow very quickly. So right now we are in Ukraine where we reach more than 165 million meals. Right now we are in very difficult remote areas in Pakistan, where it's still in very difficult where areas. terrible flooding. In Afghanistan, where there was an earthquake. Uh, right now uh, we have uh, teams feeding in this beautiful part of America in the Caribbean, where is Puerto Rico, where we have amazing teams that they know what to do. I just came back 48 hours ago. I was myself in, uh, in Puerto Rico. We've been in Turks and Caicos. We've been in Bermuda. We've been in Alaska because a typhoon came. And we've been in Canada, Nova Scotia, because as we know, Fiona has been a very complicated hurricane doing devastation through a lot of countries, islands, and at the same time. So imagine how many places we are at the same time uh, for being such a small organization. But again, we are not an organization that fights hunger. It's many great organizations do that. We're an organization that we try to be there right in the emergency to make sure that people have a path for reconstruction faster and quicker by, by being with them from the first second. Ron Howard did a documentary about you and World Central Kitchen, which had a really good title, We Feed People. Let's take a look at you and your operation in action. I don't want more of the pie. I'm tired of the pie, okay? I want the pie at this time. Somebody has to catch it. Cannot be always me. I'm tired of being the bad guy. Sometimes owning a restaurant feels like organized chaos because even when you have the menu prepared and everything is ready and the stations are ready, many things happen. Chaos happens. They're filling boxes, filling boxes. <laughs> you know, you've, you've made this point a couple of times already, but I want to press it. Uh, you, you say you don't plan too much that, and, that, and that chefs are better at dealing with chaos than governments or uh, NGOs, nonprofits. 
why not plan? And why is it an advantage to be able to deal with chaos? Well, because we saw it during the pandemic. If you plan too much, what happens? That then nothing goes as planned. And where the teams uh, are only trying to follow a plan, uh, when something major happens that you never forecast for, everybody freezes. When you train teams to adaptation, any, any chaos, any mayhem, it just becomes a problem to solve. It's a happy challenge. It's like, wow, we've never experienced this. Bahamas, as you saw there, the helicopter. We needed five, six helicopters. Why? Because it was 14 islands we had to feed and everything was destroyed. Oh, was clever, Jose, that you guys got helicopters. Was not clever. Was the only option we had to take care of 80,000 people a day. That's why plans in emergencies, yes, obviously for me, for us, it's easy. We only do food and water and nobody's expecting us to do anything. But every day we do it better and quicker and faster. But when in emergencies you plan too much, chances are that you freeze because nothing is going to work. That's why for us... Can be one day with food trucks, can be one day with stadiums, baseball stadiums, can be with helicopters on amphibious vehicles, can be with seaplanes. We always find uh, the way to adapt to the circumstance to reach the people quick and fast. And, and do you think chefs are uniquely qualified to deal with this adaptability with, as you put it, chaos? Well, I want to make sure that the organization is not only chefs. But obviously, remember, I say that Wall Central Kitchen is the biggest organization in the world. In the history of mankind. Why? Because every restaurant around the world is part of World Central Kitchen. Every warehouse with food is part of World Central Kitchen. Every cook, every volunteer, every driver is part of World Central Kitchen. What happens is they don't know it yet. But that's why, for me, all the infrastructure everywhere we go, in a way, is part of World Central Kitchen. What we do is... Okay, how can we use this to feed people? How can we use these people, this group of volunteers to feed people? We always have infrastructure in place. Even I say software is more important than hardware. With software, it's ideas and heart. You show up, you look around, and all of a sudden the solution is always in front of you. So last Sunday, I mean, this is how crazy your life is right now. Last Sunday, you're in Puerto Rico delivering food and, and, and hot meals and water to a town that had been hit by another hurricane before Ian, Hurricane Fiona. And this town, the, the bridge had been washed away by, by the rains and the flooding. Let's take a look at you. Our level is going to raise again, so we're going to have to deliver this quick and move out in case more water comes down the river. And that's what it takes. It takes a community, my friends. You go out in the field. You're not sitting back at headquarters giving orders, are you? Well, uh, you need people in headquarters, but the most important is this. When if we have assets, if you get uh, people that tell you, we have water and food and medicines, and they are in a warehouse or they are in a stadium, but then those assets don't reach the people, I don't care how much you preposition. You're really not providing aid. The most important in our case is not cooking itself, which sometimes can be difficult, but that's what we know how to do. We can cook any situation. The most important thing is the distribution, is getting to the people. Because getting it from here, from the kitchen. Correct, to, to the people that need you. And right. what happens? Something 
amazing happens. In real time, you learn the situation. If you are in the headquarters, yeah, you may be watching the TV, a reporter, but nothing like to feel what people are going through. And because we create a mechanism of daily distribution, amazing things happen. Like in Puerto Rico, we were able to be bringing solar lights. Why? Because it's a lot of people, they don't have electricity, they cannot charge their phones. Their phone can be very important because they may have an elderly pe- person that may need help and they need to, call, they need to have to call the hospital. It's elderly that tell you we need medicine. Without this medicine, this person is going to die. All of a sudden, because you keep coming back every day, you are able to bring that medicine. You see why it's so powerful to be there quick and fast? Mm-hmm. Cooking is used what we do. But what really the men and women of World Central Kitchen does is that we create a network of distribution that keeps increasing. You keep learning what happens to other communities. In the process, every day we are able to double and double again and double until there is no more need. Now, you don't just deal with natural disasters. You... You were in Ukraine. How soon after the Russians invaded? Uh, World Central Kitchen was uh, in Poland, in Shimish, uh, 12 hours right after the invasion began. Uh, I was in Miami. I was able to land there 24, 36 hours right after. Within days, we were inside Ukraine. Uh, more than 165, 67 million meals. We reached at one moment 2 million meals a day. Uh, 500,000 in the form of hot meals, done by 550 restaurants. And the rest by bags of food that we were doing across 40 warehouses across Ukraine, buying local products and having local Ukrainians producing these bags that we were delivering to communities without supermarkets, without infrastructure, communities that were just saved by the Ukrainian military, pushing out the Russian troops with no infrastructure. What we do is trying to cross the gap between the chaos they are and until the supermarkets open again, they go back to their normal lives. But I don't have to tell you this. Wars are different than hurricanes. In April, uh, Russian missiles hit, and we have a picture of it up here, the, the, your kitchen in Kharkiv and wounded four of your World Central Kitchen workers. In June, a missile blew up one of your fu- food trains in eastern Ukraine. As somebody who has spent a lot of time, and I know you have, on the ground across Ukraine... Don't you worry about your safety and the safety of your team? It's very hard to, to think about your safety when you see so many other elderly women, even children, that they are every day waking up to do something for others. Uh, in Ukraine, obviously, uh, a small team of Bolsa Dragicin went in, uh, only volunteers. But the team was doing an amazing job in Poland. Remember, we were in six countries within a few days uh, surrounding Ukraine, providing food 24 hours a day to all the people that were becoming refugees, especially women and children. But, but Jose, and, when you hear the, the alarms and you hear, you know, the air raid sirens, uh, I mean, aren't you just on a human level? Aren't you scared? Uh, and actually, uh, only a few weeks ago, uh, that's one of the reasons I went back uh, south in, near Kharkiv in a little town called Chuihiv, um, a missile hit uh, community center where many people were sleeping Two of them were World Central Kitchen uh, volunteers, um, and, and they perished on that missile. That's why everybody needs to remember that what Russia is doing, really, it's uh, they're killing children, they're killing women, they're, they're killing humanitarian workers, that they have nothing to do with war. What Russia is doing, what President Putin is doing, is use nonsense. This war needs to stop right now. And while we are there, listen, uh, these Ukrainians are going to do it with us or without us. 
With us, they did it quicker because the American people and people of the world, they support the efforts of World Central Kitchen. And we've been able to maintain the system of feeding across in the middle of the war. We've been able to reopen, uh, reopen factories, making sunflower oil or making pasta. We've been able to create a network of what we call food fighters, that people that have absolutely nothing were able used to create the logistics to make sure that food is not going to be one more problem into their lives in the middle of a war. For us, it's been a new experience. For me, it's been a new experience. Uh, was amazing when we went to Bucha on April 1st, the first time that city was liberated north of Kiev. We show up there with food and water. And what you saw right there was these men and women with no food for days, that they barely had something to cook in front of their homes with a makeup fire, just to show up with food and watch the smiles of those elderly people, children, mothers, because we were showing up, showing up, giving them their dignity they seem to lose under the uh, Russian invasion. Food is something like bringing so much joy, so much peace, so much dignity, that that's why we keep being there next to the communities that they've been I, mean, I want to talk to you about that, because you started World Central Kitchen in 2010. I think I've got this right, that you have been serving meals somewhere to some people, somewhere in the world, every day since 2017. Is that correct? Yeah, not me personally. No, but I know. But, but the men and women of yeah. World Central Kitchen, yes. I mean, unfortunately, it's it's... A lot of things happening. We've seen more hurricane category five back to back, more more amazing destruction because typhoons. Uh, obviously, this has nothing to do with climate change. But on top of that, we are seeing uh, instability in some places because lack of food, sometimes created by natural disasters, like in Honduras, like in Guatemala, like in Haiti. So, yes, we, we are there not solving hunger problems, but making sure that in the early weeks of an emergency, we are next uh, to the people. This is a great way to put people up and running quicker, too. When you are late in providing relief to uh, uh, people, they, uh, I feel like a year later, you can see that those are the communities that they are kind of behind in the reconstruction. That's why it's so important to be very quickly next to the people, because then reconstruction happens quicker. You like to quote Tom Joe, the main character in John Steinbeck's Grapes of Wrath. In the Grapes of Wrath, for me, that was very important, this line uh, that he said towards the end, uh, obviously in the novel, but in the movie, if anybody was in movies, whatever there is a fight, so hungry people will eat, I will be there, he said. We took that phrase, we made it ours, and now we say, we will be there. And that's what we've been trying to do ever since World Central Kitchen was founded on the aftermath of the hurricane in, of the earthquake in Haiti in 2010. What, on a gut level, what drives you? As you were sitting in here before you sat down, you're on the phone, you're looking at, at various things of what the situation, what keeps you at it? Why I do it? Because I feel like cooks of the world, we can do more to be there in emergencies. We can do more to help end hunger in partnership with uh, governments and NGOs. I think it takes a village to tackle the, the problems. We cannot expect the government to do everything for us. We need to bring everybody along. Private sector, NGOs, why I do it? Because I'm trying to learn how maybe one day we can end hunger in America, maybe end hunger in the world. And the only way we are gonna do it, if, if we learn 
And I'm learning. Every time I go, I learn. Every time I go, I listen to the people. I learn. Almost lost in all this is that you're a world-famous chef with almost three dozen restaurants. And I want to play a clip because this is an important part of the story. You look like, no, but it's important. Here you are competing against another famous chef, Bobby Flay, a few years ago on Iron Chef. Meanwhile, we can see uh, Jeff Andres with that big Mac Daddy cleaver. And I got to see this. Okay, so they have fired this pipe, which I don't know what is in it. We are giving it a smoky flavor by smoking in the last minute the entire dish. Oh. Wow. And the winner is... Jeff Andres. <laughs> so, but, you know, you sort of look at that, but... I. How do you reconcile these two very different parts of your life that you're going off today to help people in one of the worst moments of their life? And on the other hand, you also feed people at high end restaurants. How do you reconcile those two things? Well, um, uh, at the end of the day, I I do believe that we we cannot have uh, cities that one part of the city is doing great and the other one. People don't have jobs and they barely can feed their families. The same for every country around the world. Listen, I don't know is because everybody does amazing things. I, I get sometimes guilty that I get too much attention when it's, I can give you hundreds of thousands of names of people that I know every day without being on TV. They are doing it without any recognition. Uh, Wilson Dragichen is, is people of many religions, but at the end we all share the same goal, that we need to be next to every fellow human uh, in their worst moments. Um, what I learned in these moments of emergencies is that in the worst moments of humanity, the best of humanity shows up. And this is a very powerful feeling. It's what I always take back with me, that if we're able to show everybody how many good moments of empathy happens in those moments after natural disasters and beyond, it's a beautiful thing to do and, and to see. And I want to carry that spirit always. It's very good people out there that... They don't know if they are Republican or Democrats, if they are Jewish or Christians. It's just people next to people, helping people, with the people. And this is very powerful. You came to this country at age 21 from Spain with $50 in your, in your pocket. You're now 53 and clearly no signs of, of slowing down. You attended a White House conference to end hunger, the idea to end hunger in America by the year 2030. You've occasionally talked in the past about considering running for office. (laughs) Would, Would you really think you could have the same impact running for office as what you're doing now? No. When people ask, will you run for office in life is why to say yes or no, you just leave everything up for for, for whatever the future brings. I, I think I'm a guy that left school fairly young. Uh, I think I'm a guy that behaves better with boots on the ground and a guy that tries to connect the dots. I do believe to connecting the dots is maybe a little talent I have. And that's it. I used to try to be one more person out of the world trying to do the best out of the situation. Well, in my private business, uh, who was going to tell me I will have so many restaurants, uh, I'm proud of it. Uh, the American dream for me is real, but I need to make sure that I can be part, like many others, to provide that same American dream to many people that sometimes they feel forgotten, they feel voiceless. So I say you're 53. How long do you plan to keep at it, both 
running your food empire and also helping people who need a meal. Well, the, the amazing thing is uh, I don't do it. I said before, we, the people. Uh, I you am who, do plenty. But uh, listen, I, I am who I am. You are who you are. Everyone listening to us right now. We are who we are thanks to the people that made us who we are. We are better because of them. In my company, I have an amazing team of people that, uh, that they barely need me. In Bolsendra Kitchen, it's an amazing team of individuals that they could be anywhere else. They could be in the private sector. They can be in another NGO that maybe is easier. And they decide to be with Bolsendra Kitchen because they love the mission. They are the ones that are making it happen while I'm speaking to you. They are the ones right now cooking or driving, finding the people that are going to need help. At the end, is not me. I see that sometimes the most I do is the, the, the little the spark. I'm a guy that, yes, is... It has the, the willingness to make things happen, but at the end, who makes it happen is an amazing team that I'm lucky enough to work next to them as one more volunteer, as one more worker, as one more person. That's the way I try to do it. So how, how much longer? Listen, uh, I'm 53. I feel healthy. I lost a lot of weight. Especially can, can I tell you something? You have lost weight. I just noticed. But you're, you're busy working too yeah, hard. Yeah, but, but this is important. Listen, for me, uh, to have the opportunity to serve, I was in the Spanish Navy, in the Spanish military, a year and a half. I do believe uh, that everybody can complain about what is wrong. In your community, in America, in the world, and finger point somewhere else. Or you, you can be part of the solution. Uh, at the end, when things don't happen, and you're looking around and nobody else is around to make them happen, guess what? Guess who is the person that needs to make it happen? Just look at yourself. We all have an opportunity to build longer tables, no higher walls. We all can make America better. We can all make the world better. Sometimes uh, you start with, with a plate of food. Jose, my friend. Thank you for having me. So much fun, so great, so inspiring. I always feel better when I talk to you. It was amazing having your daughter without nobody knowing in Shimish, in Poland, in the early days of the Ukrainian crisis. One more person, a young, very smart lady being there as a, a volunteer was amazing to have her. So send her my love. And Catherine Wallace, uh, thank you. And she loved it. She, she loved amazing. it and was very inspired by it. Thank you. Jose's World Central Kitchen has served more than 200 million meals since it started back in 2010. While its primary focus is disaster relief, it also helps devastated communities build back stronger by creating more resilient food systems. Go to WCK.org to find out how you can get involved in its efforts, like my daughter Catherine, or make a donation. Thanks for watching. Catch us every Sunday night on CNN and keep streaming anytime you want right here on HBO Max to find out who's talking next. Now streaming exclusively on Max, a new CNN flash talk about the album that has Nashville talking, Call Me Country, Beyonce and Nashville's Renaissance. Watch it at max.com slash callmecountry. Max subscription required.